Okay, so it's a day ending in a letter Y in a year whose first two digits are two and zero.、Hmm. So there is, of course, a bunch of Elon Musk news well, to get to. The math checks out today, which is insane because we already spent so much time this week making fun of Grok and also making fun of some of Twitter's remaining advertisers. One of which sells a product called the Jo Joggers. People are saying the funniest episode of all time. But nevertheless, the news does not stop.、Mm-mm. But、uh, as a nice appetizer, before we get to that, here's a little change of pace, kind of a, a throwback to simpler times when a completely different topic was annoyingly unavoidable.、Mm-hmm. You remember NFTs? Hello, fellow kids. So most everyone seems to have moved on at this point from shilling the idea of JPEGs that you store in your crypto wallet. But one of the funnier parts of the NFT market collapsing was. All the celebrity NFT projects that had clearly been in the works months earlier, when it looked like there was still loads of money to be made, which probably should have been abandoned once that was no longer the case,、Sorry. but which nevertheless pushed on ahead because, I mean, there's got to still be a few suckers left out there,、yeah. and our favorite of these was the official Trump digital trading cards. Yeah. The dump, the dump, the Trump digital trading cards actually first dropped almost exactly one year ago, and it was truly a gift. Now, first off, the timing was, of course, hilarious. This wasn't during the collapse of the NFT market; it was months later. Secondly, Trump teased the whole thing by saying he would be making a major announcement, which of course led to his fans rampantly speculating about far more consequential things that he might be announcing. And thirdly. Whoever Trump teamed up with for these NFTs clearly understood that the target demographic was not going to know what the fuck an NFT even is. So even though these are NFTs, they are never really referred to as such.、Nope. They are digital trading cards. Digital, they're like baseball cards. You guys remember、uh, collecting baseball cards when you were a kid back in the fifties, right? It's just like that. Yeah. They also understood that the target demographic is the kind of people who buy shit from the home shopping network. So they marketed the product accordingly. Now, to refresh your memory, hey, let's just pull the ad up again. One year later. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully, your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards, just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts: each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes, like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my. Beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one, and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community, and I think it's something you're going to like, and you're going to like it a lot. They also make. Perfect gifts, so you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone, and they will be gone. This is my first official Trump trading card NFT collection, 
and you get a chance to meet me, go to collecttrumpcards.com right now. And remember, Christmas is coming, and this makes a great Christmas gift. It's still so good. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that rules about this, in addition to just completely missing the window on NFTs, they also managed to narrowly miss the window on AI-generated art. Like, how do you manage to do that? They really threaded the needle. Born too late for NFTs, born too early for shitty AI art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, They all the Trump digital trading cards, they're clearly stock photos with Trump's head manually photoshopped onto them. They're hideous and not very dynamic. It's, hey, at least they had the human touch. I, I believe at the time we referred to them as basically dolls. Yeah. Because it's just sort of like not a whole lot of poses, just different outfits with Trump's head stuck on them. Yeah. So say what you will about AI art. It's definitely better at making fake pictures of Donald Trump looking badass than whoever hastily photoshopped these NFTs. Mm -hmm. And the makers of these cards clearly realize that because, get ready, folks, the Trump digital trading cards are back. Oh, my God. I've been searching so far. The libs have been triggered. I've been so No. No, I've been looking uh, for a last-minute Christmas gift. Oh, yeah. Get it for all your family members. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be so excited. And, hey, don't touch it. Because this is only going up in value, baby. That's actually true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you thought that this was just a quick cash grab that you'd never hear about again. Oh, you were dead wrong. They are back for more quick cash. Hi, everyone. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from. The Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards, and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now-famous mugshot, and it was a great suit. Believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up, and you're going to get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids, and your grandchildren. With the purchase of 47 of the Trump digital trading cards, you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You've perhaps heard of it. It's become a pretty famous place. We just had our first dinner for my collectors, and we had a lot of fun together. That was a great evening. That was a fantastic evening. Some people call these cards pop art or modern art. I wish I looked as good as I do on those cards. That I can tell you. They give me muscles where, believe me, I don't have them. I wanted to keep my Trump Digital trading cards at the same price, $99 each. So go to collecttrumpcards.com. It's really easy to buy. They sold out incredibly fast the last time, and I think the Mugshot Edition will sell out even faster. So don't miss out. Go to collecttrumpcards.com. Go right now and collect your own exclusive piece of American history, and we'll all have fun together. Have a good life. Yeah, okay, look, we gotta admit, these new Mugshot Edition cards are a lot cooler than the last ones. You got so many different Trumps here. You got Cowboy Trump, you got Superhero Trump, you got Christmas Trump, Cyborg Trump, Fantasy Warrior Trump. There's so many Trumps, and they're all absolutely jacked to such an absurd degree that even Trump himself clearly thought it was a bit much. (laughs) And if you buy 47 of them for $4,700, 
you get not only an invite to Mar-a-Lago, but also a piece of the suit that Trump wore when he went to Georgia to get his mugshot taken. Whew! I mean, look. It's a piece of history. That It's true. This, they're following the tops model of being like... And you can sniff it? Get a, get a sniff of that, get a whiff of that. Don't wash smell. my suit. That's going as, as a collector's item. You, one person's getting like the, the ass piece. Yeah. One There's person's so getting many, the dick piece. So many farts in there. Yeah. And, uh, Presidential farts. Yeah. According to the official website, the mugshot suit was authenticated by Mears, one of the largest authenticators in sports memorabilia. They called the mugshot suit the most historically significant artifact in United States history. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> the, the, the Betsy Ross flag, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's uh, suit that he was shot in. Yeah. No. Fuck all that. Yeah. This is the suit that Trump got his mugshot taken. Literally, these sports memorabilia people have baseball card things that have, like, parts of, like, Washington's wig. Or or <laughs> they have, like, a bunch of crazy things in them. Yeah. Like uh, I, to say that this is the most significant is... Uh, just insane. But it gets the people excited. Yeah, and it gets look, them going. It is. It, I'm sorry. This will be a historic artifact uh, going forward. But at the same time, they actually ruined an actual historical artifact to cut it up into a bunch of pieces for a bunch of sycophants to keep in their houses. Yeah, this is very uh, Catholic coded. Um, <laughs> this is the body of Christ. Like, I mean, if you go to like. In Europe, all the Catholic churches have just like little pieces of fucking you know, this big, the smallest piece of bone you've ever seen, or like a single or tooth. A, and they're like, yeah. "That's uh, that's the Holy Cross, that yeah, piece of wood." There. Yeah, it's like it, <laughs> this is very similar to that. Just like cutting a fucking suit into tiny pieces and being like, "Well, that's part of Trump's suit." And it's like, okay, but I that's guess. what's wild is that yes, no matter how much you hate Trump, and we obviously do, the the suit that he wore in his mugshot pic- picture is something that would have been in the Smithsonian. Yeah, on in, a mannequin. Yeah, in decades from now or whatever. I guess. But even then, it'd be like, oh, cool, there it is. Now like, it's going to be rotting on some loser's mantle. Check it out. Yeah. Hey, when I hey, when does this look familiar? This swatch of fabric. Ring any bells? You know how many? You know how spread apart this is going to be. It's going to be buried with so many losers. They're just like, yeah, bury me with my piece of Trump suit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So look, it's a hell of a deal. It's, it's priceless. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be worth they, even... they literally list the value as priceless, which is, uh, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're a company that, you know, rates the value of things, that is the best you can do. It's like, well, this is beyond our expertise. To be fair, they're not lying because they did not put a price on it. Exactly. It is priceless. So yeah, hell of a deal. And what's even crazier is that if we check on the NFT marketplace OpenSea, um, the original batch of Trump digital trading cards from a year ago, they are actually somewhat valuable. Mm. People paid $99 for these things, and they are now selling for three to four times that much right now. Although, wow. I mean, you take into account Joe Biden's inflation. I mean, how barely, much, how much are they really... The needle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, just a ton of uh, weirdos sweeping the floor on these all the time. We gotta pump these numbers up, make yeah. them look good. So yeah, this is extraordinary when you consider all the physical collectibles that Trump has sold over the years, like shitty coins and things of that nature. Signed Bibles. That are absolutely, they have not retained any value. No. They, they, it's like a car coming off the lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this these NFTs, this is one of the few NFT success stories that's still going. Maybe yeah. the only one. 
which is, I mean, it's a Christmas miracle. And if he can do this for the NFT economy, imagine what he can do for the American economy, the real economy. Yeah. Baby, we're all going to be rich. Part of the deal. I'm not going to get caught caught up in saying that this is fake, fake, like artificially inflated prices. But I will say that like, if the tiny cross that exists in the New York Times bestseller list existed on NFTs, I'm pretty sure this would have one next to it. Because it doesn't take, when you're talking about someone that's wealthy or a group of people that have a ton of wealth, uh, it's not that hard to artificially inflate the price. I don't know. I mean, like the only reason I know about this is because I'm a little freak and I, I wanted to check on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I, and also like Trump is weirdly it's like a licensing deal. They're very clear about that. Yeah. Um, he clearly I does still does not know what an NFT is. Well, he bought Melania's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been lost on the blockchain. It's just rotting on the blockchain forever wow. now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you, President Trump. Very exciting stuff. Saved Christmas. Um, yeah, I I'm so glad that I remembered to check in on this story that brought us so much joy last year. Can't wait to you know, uh, for example, like tell my dad, hey. Look under the tree. <laughs> Nothing under there, huh? It's well, a QR code. It's what Q- the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> hey. All right. So first, you're going to want to download MetaMask <laughs> and create an account and come up with a password that you're going to remember. And then not make sure you write down these 30 words in yeah. case you lose that password. Um, and then just hold on to it. Just yeah. sit with it. Okay. And then like 30 minutes later. All right. Look at that. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's a picture of Trump. Yeah, but it's yours. And he's sexy as hell. It's non-fungible. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll now explain what that means. Can't be funged. But speaking of Trump, let's transition into the Elon, Elon of the show with some Tucker Carlson news. One of the few big wins for Elon Musk's Twitter was, of course, when Tucker Carlson was suddenly fired from Fox News and chose to post his new independently produced show exclusively on Twitter, where it achieved hilariously inflated view counts because... Twitter considers scrolling past the video to be a view, and I'd say probably was pushing this show uh, algorithmically to the For You page. But regardless of how many people were actually watching, this was seen as a sign that Twitter was coming for YouTube. Look out. Of course, aside from being able to upload broadcast-length videos, Twitter's UI is completely unfit for that use case. But maybe that would change. Uh, Well, half a year later, and Tucker has apparently gotten tired of waiting for that to happen. Sorry, Elon. Here's the Wall Street Journal. Tucker Carlson launched his own subscription streaming service, the former Fox News host's official foray into paid content after months of posting videos on X. The service, Tucker Carlson Network, went live on Monday. It will be home to multiple shows, including interviews, short-form videos, and monologues. Tucker Carlson Network, whose logo resembles a red pill... (laughs) costs $9 a month or $72 for a year and will initially be solely available through Carlson's website. Some of the content is available without a subscription and will be ad-supported, while some interviews and monologues will be available exclusively to subscribers who will have access to that content without ads. I think he's stealing the TCN from the Christian Network. No, it's TBN. Oh, okay, okay. Well, here's the part about Elon absolutely fumbling the bag. Carlson and his team explored launching TCN through X, but the company wasn't able to move quickly enough to build out the technology they needed to run a subscription service, people familiar with the matter said. In an interview with former Fox News host Megyn Kelly on Monday, Carlson said X wasn't set up for the sort of service he was looking to offer. The nature of the app doesn't lend itself to putting a big library right in front of you on one page, he said on Kelly's Sirius XM show. Oh, what? Really? Damn. X declined to comment. Carlson said he would continue to post the service's free content on X. The X stuff is not going away, he said. So yeah, it all happens on X. 
uh, except for all the new Tucker Carlson content that he wanted to put on X, but couldn't due to how shitty the platform is. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I mean, at least X is doing fine otherwise. Oh, I'm just learning this for the first time. Mm. It's not. It's it's not doing fine. Mm. Yes, that's a good uh, good update. Uh, here's Bloomberg with the latest in what has become a constant stream of dire financial projections for Elon's extremely expensive social media gamble. Elon Musk's X, the social network formerly known as Twitter, is on track to bring in roughly $2.5 billion in advertising revenue in 2023. Cha-ching! A significant slump from prior years, according to people familiar with the matter. X generated a little more than $600 million in advertising revenue in each of the first three quarters of the year and is anticipating a similar performance in the current period, according to a person familiar with the numbers. That compares to more than $1 billion per quarter in 2022. Is that good? Hmm. No, I think it's bad. Mm -hmm. The article goes on to estimate that the total Twitter revenue for the year is around $3.4 billion, with X Premium accounting for less than $120 million. And that's all before accounting for operating costs. Elon fired most of the employees and closed a bunch of offices, so overhead is going to be a lot less than previously. But in the year before Elon took over, Twitter had $5 billion in revenue and still wasn't profitable. Oh, and he also owes over a billion dollars a year in interest on the loans that he took out to buy the company. So it's very difficult to see how he turns this ship around financially, especially now that he's seemingly betting everything on an expensive AI chatbot that's not even popular among his biggest fans due to being woke, unfortunately. Grok is woke, unfortunately. But hey, at least Alex Jones is back. Woo! <laughs> and speaking of which... Advertisers hate him. <laughs> here's a new instant classic post from Linda Yaccarino. An ex-employee named Dan posted in the wake of Alex Jones being reinstated, if X is dying, why does anyone care who is allowed back on here? To which Linda replied, exactly! X is dying! Who cares? <laughs> All right, so you agree then. Yeah, X is dying. Yeah! Who cares? X is dying. I'm the CEO. I would know. Please come back. It's or dying. Don't. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck it. It doesn't matter anymore. We're the best place for advertisers. Don't come. I love Linda so much. She is my favorite main character of the year. On, yeah, honestly, person of the year. Elon's not even... He's not number one. He's not number two. The, the, the one and two, it's, it's somewhere a tie between George Santos and Lindy Ocarino. Elon's at least number George three. Santos is sprinting to the finish line to quickly become the number one, considering all of the, the hijinks and craziness he's been up yeah. to in just the past two weeks. And he personally ripped us off. So yeah, he that, did. that definitely adds to it. And, and he, he committed yeah, to and appeared I don't on, know if we talked about it on the show. He, he, we, <laughs> we, he, yeah, because we did say we, uh, we, we tried to get a cameo. Uh, he rejected us. He denied us. us. <laughs> Uh, I guess I guess it was whatever you asked him to say. I just said, uh, wish us a merry war on Christmas. Oh, uh, well, he, give us some gossip from Washington. He replied that uh, it sounds like you're asking for uh, an endorsement of your business. And that's like a different rate or something. It's like, buddy, we are already giving you two hundred dollars. Fuck off. <laughs> well, so. being denied by George Santos is also just as cool, especially considering everyone else already had a video. Yeah. And the ones we saw, the furry one was pretty good. Yeah. But other than that, I, I haven't seen if there were good ones, I would have seen them. Yeah. I would have seen them by now. Uh -huh. But yes, X isn't the only Elon Musk brand having a little bit of trouble. There's also Tesla. Last week, we talked about a very funny thing that's happened over in Sweden, thanks to the country's unique labor laws, which is making it impossible for Tesla to operate there. And that, of course, is making Elon Musk very upset. 
A seemingly minor labor disagreement between Tesla and its repair shops in Sweden has led to a ton of other unions in Sweden refusing to work with Tesla in any way in what are called sympathy strikes, which most notably meant that the postal union refused to deliver license plates to Tesla, making it impossible for them to deliver cars to customers. Uh Uh-oh. Last we checked, Tesla had sued over this and gotten a court to force the postal workers to deliver the license plates, but it turns out that was a short-lived victory because here's fortune with the latest on all that. On Thursday, the electric vehicle maker was told by a Swedish court that a labor union blockade of its mail would not be lifted, pending the final decision of the case. The initial ruling means the company still cannot receive license plates, effectively pausing the delivery of cars to customers in its fifth biggest market in Europe. Tesla didn't provide strong enough arguments as to why the company would suffer harm from these parcels not being handed out before the case concludes, the court said in a statement. Postal workers are refusing to deliver Tesla's mail in a sympathy action with employees at seven Swedish repair shops who were called to strike in October as a result of the U.S. company's refusal to sign a collective agreement covering basic rights such as pay levels and working hours. Thursday's legal setback comes a day after another Swedish court in a separate lawsuit brought against the transport agency withdrew a ruling favorable to Tesla that had allowed the car maker to pick up license plates for new vehicles directly from the company that makes them instead of relying on on postal workers. Nope, sorry. You're going to need them to be delivered. And the people who are delivering them, they don't want to. And that's okay, because we're Sweden, and fuck you. (laughs) Just go fuck yourself. On top of that, basically the entire Swedish workforce has come together to make Tesla suffer. Anything Tesla, they won't touch. For example, the garbage collectors aren't collecting Tesla's trash. But it's also spreading outside Sweden to other Nordic countries. From the article, (laughs) the breakdown in relations has spread into neighboring Denmark and Norway where unions have warned they will block shipment of Tesla cars. In Finland, the Transport Workers Union decided to enforce the embargo across all of the country's ports starting December 20th, after Swedish unions asked Nordic peers to join in sympathy actions. Quote, It's a crucial part of the Nordic labor market model that we have collective agreements and unions support each other, said Ismo Koko, president of the Finnish union. Action by the Finnish port workers means Tesla vehicles or components destined to Swedish markets are not loaded by dockers, the union said in a statement. <laughs> God, I love organized labor. This is a, oh, we're just having a little labor disagreement with a couple of repair shops in Sweden. You know what? Tell them to go fuck themselves. We got this. This is fine. Oh, no. I've somehow made this problem way worse for myself, like always. Yeah. I mean, the funniest part is they got into this with seemingly just no understanding of how labor works in Sweden, which, like, I mean, I didn't really know about that until this happened. But Mm. if I was running a multinational corporation, I would probably have looked into that before. And uh, no, move fast, break things. Yeah. Well, they broke the ability to buy any of their cars in what sounds like four different countries uh, if things keep going Uh the way they are, which is awesome. It's how you know you're winning. Yeah, big wins. Anyway, meanwhile, back in the U.S., Tesla's having some more troubles. Uh, The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has finally put its foot down about how easy it is for people to just abuse Tesla's self-driving capabilities. And they've forced the company to issue a software recall that makes it significantly harder and more annoying for people who want to just fall asleep and let the car do the driving. And here in California, there's an update to the ongoing lawsuit brought by the Department of Motor Vehicles over whether Tesla marketed its cars as self-driving cars when they're absolutely not self-driving cars. The DMV is accusing Tesla of fraud, but Tesla's response this week was basically that 
False advertising is free speech. What an absolutely nuts! It is therefore it is therefore unconstitutional to try and stop them from false advertising. That is an infringement on their First Amendment rights. Uh, this is this this is a you know great lawsuit for them because then the advertisers on Twitter can uh, run wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had a problem with it, you should have attached a community note yeah. to all of Tes- uh, Tesla's advertisements all also, around this the entire state of California. The National Highway Transportation Administration didn't go far enough. We need to demand that they send an over-the-air update to lower the brightness of Tesla's headlights. Yeah, what's up with that? It's, Why are they so bright? It is dangerous to pedestrians. It's dangerous to other drivers, and it's dangerous to the Tesla drivers because I, I want to hit them. Yeah. To be fair, this is. It's all cars. Yeah, it is. I have noticed with Teslas, they are especially bright. But it's all cars, and it's also the fact that uh, most cars are now, the lights are much higher than they used to be. They, sh- they are higher, but the brightness is, it's out of control. Absolutely out of control. Yeah, it's too bright. Mm-hmm. And I'm flashing my brights at you to get you to turn them down, even though I know you can't. Because that's just the standard operation. Yeah. Get used to it, bub. But hey, for whatever setbacks Tesla might be experiencing, they are still on the cutting edge of technology, folks, as evidenced by their new video of their Optimus humanoid robot, which is, this is definitely not CGI in any way. This video is real. A hundred percent. Everything in this video is real. It happened. Uh Uh-huh. It happened, folks. Not fake. No. Real. We were, of course, disappointed that Elon didn't show off the latest progress on this robot at the big Cybertruck event earlier this month. But thankfully, he has come through with a video that all of his fans are absolutely eating up, showing the latest version of Optimus doing amazing stuff like uh, walking around and picking up eggs. And that's about it. Um, Also dancing. There you go. Um, So checkmate haters, this very real robot, it's coming to take your job, not mine. And it's going to be my best friend. And it's going to have Grok running on it. And so it's going to be funny and clever. And uh, it will not say that uh, trans women are women. It but will it say, will say the N-word. It will say the N-word <clears throat> when I ask it to. When I give it a good enough hypothetical, it will say the N-word. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. This is, this. It well, once Grok is inside this thing, it's going to be going from an imaginary friend to a real-life robot friend. Yeah. 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 So all and, the, and your friend can jerk you off. All my, all my human friends who abandoned me for being annoying, mm-hmm. well... Good reds. I got a new friend, and his name's Grok, and he jerks me off. And and he, but, but he's voting for Biden. Yeah, well, he is <laughs> voting for Joe Biden. Um, but yeah, a bit weird that none of this was shown off at like an in-person event. I mean, last time they at least wheeled out a prototype to do some basic tricks before they cut to the promo video with all the really impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. The Tesla Optimus Gen 2. Please buy stock. Please buy Tesla stock now. And they said this is real, and you have to believe them. There's no... I was losing my mind. I was watching this. I was like, this is, ob-. like, there might be a few shots in there that aren't, but, like, so much of this video is just obvious computer-generated imagery. Yeah. And they're like, nope, every frame of this was completely real. I don't want to be a skeptic. It does look like something that was, like, maybe filmed, uh, at a, it, they used, they bumped it to, like, 60 frames, so it looks way more smooth. I don't or know. Something, it, the something about it is my Uncanny Valley uh, senses are tingling. Yeah. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm, I am I'm saying, saying it's, it's fake. I'm saying it's fake. Uh, I mean, so the, the best thing we have to compare this to is Boston Dynamics, who like 
they do every time they release a, a really polished, like nice video, they also release like multiple other videos showing the making of it and like all the problems they ran into with yeah, it. Different like, scenarios. You're watching and you're watching like that is clearly a real robot and has a lot of problems. And they're very open about like when we show something off, that's like the best we could do. We like it was a real pain in the ass to get it to do that. And um, I it would do a lot to convince me if Tesla were to release some sort of more behind the scenes videos, but they never fucking will. Well, uh, it's everyone's very lucky that these bots are obviously being developed so quickly and will be released soon because all of these Tesla Cybertrucks, they need help getting pulled out of situations that normal trucks would have no problem yeah, with. Yeah, did you see the so one getting stuck them. in the snow? Yeah, if you get the got, Tesla bot, it just pulls you out of the snow. Like, you know how like how sad it, it got towed by a Ford F-150? Mm-hmm. Someone with a real like gas-powered American truck just came and like, oh, not All only, right, there you go. And I believe, as people pointed out, this was one of the prototypes or whatever. But still, yeah. but still, they they were saying that they had to like tie it up in a weird way because there was no like towing hitches on it. Yeah. So they had to like tie it to the transmission or and something. I guess like I guess the, not pr- transmission. The but. production version has a way to lock the rear differential mm-hmm. in case you get stuck, so that you can apply 100% power to whatever wheel or whatever tires touching the ground. Yeah. This one didn't have that, but it's also like. The big thing that people point out that I'm like, that's undeniable is like, this truck weighs twice as much as a normal gas-powered truck. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. You get stuck in things a lot easier when the truck weighs like 10,000 pounds. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, I love seeing Cybertrucks getting stuck in places. And the more they get released, the more we're going to see it. It's very exciting. Can't wait. Meanwhile, Jay Leno's driving that death machine around Burbank. Jay, what are you doing? You already got in one fire... Whatever it's his, it's his life. Yeah, it's so funny that he's one of the like, what ten people to get one. He just loves cars, man. Was that chosen at random, Elon? Did, did was it just pure luck that Jay Leno ended up uh, among the ten people to get to the front of the line? He loves cars, and for his sixth obsession with cars, he has earned himself a lick from the devil. As I, I think it was like Travis View or someone yeah, said that. You've earned yourself a lick from the devil. Ugh. Um. Anyways, we've got a little bit more news to get to today, but first, let's tell you about today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Hello! With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered to your door. Tis the season for giving and gathering. And with HelloFresh, it can also be the season of saving. Actually save money this month with fresh recipes delivered cheaper than takeout. And with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. It's getting a bit colder. Burr. And one of my favorite ways to warm up is by cooking one of HelloFresh's spicy recipes. Like this week's Szechuan pork noodle stir-fry. Love a love a dub-dub. With carrots, scallions, and uh, peanuts. Or the Cajun-style pork sausage dirty rice with smoky red pepper crema. Definitely adding both of those to this week's order. Yeah. And HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors. So with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is something for everyone. Go to HelloFresh.com slash newsdayfree and use code newsdayfree for free breakfast for life. What? What? One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Newsday Free with code Newsday Free. Free breakfast for life. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And 
Folks, this episode is sponsored by Masterclass. Killers of the Flower Moon was one of my favorite movies of this year, so I figured, what better time to check out Martin Scorsese's filmmaking class? Mm-hmm. And I'm not planning on directing a movie anytime soon, but I still wanted to hear him describe his process. And uh, there's honestly some great general purpose advice in there about, like, you know, just whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to do, the importance of having uh, trusted collaborators on your side and rolling with the punches instead of just sticking with your original plan. So thanks, Marty. We call each other Marty. Yeah, we're friends. But I actually already have a trusted collaborator on my side, literally at my side. His name is Ricky, and now he's going to tell you more about Masterclass. My favorite movie was Godzilla Minus One, and I took Godzilla's class about how to destroy cities. And watch out, everyone. Disclaimer, Godzilla does not yet have a Masterclass uh, course, but uh, if he did, well, folks, it would really teach you how to destroy cities. Yeah, that's right. Well, sure, sure for the would. real classes out there and the people who want to learn, Masterclass makes a meaningful gift this season. For you or anyone on your list, because both of you can learn from the best to become your best, from leadership to effective communication to cooking. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, in the app, or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors. They're going to help you reach that next level. How much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the world's best? A million dollars. Probably, or at least easily, hundreds of thousands of dollars. With a Masterclass annual membership, it's $10 a month. Memberships start at $120 for a year of unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180-plus Masterclass instructors. Learn how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss or manage your relationships with Esther Pereira. Yep, that's more than 180 classes with new classes added every month, like uh, Roy Choi's Intuitive Cooking Class, where I learned that those delicious Korean barbecue flavors that I love aren't really that hard to whip up all by myself in my own kitchen. He literally showed me step-by-step how to make his famous Kogi tacos straight from the man himself. And he's just one of over a dozen famous chefs sharing their secrets on Masterclass. Boost your confidence and find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life and at work. And if you own a business or are a team leader, use Masterclass to empower and create future-ready employees and leaders. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash newsday. You can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash newsday. Masterclass.com slash newsday. Offer terms apply. All right, let's get back into the news now. And here's an update to a story that's been going on for so long that we kind of forgot about it. Remember when Epic Games declared war on Apple and Google over their App Store fees? Epic picked a fight over something pretty much all app developers had been mad about for a long time. If you want to release a mobile app, you pretty much got to go through the App Store or Play Store, and both stores take a big cut of all the money that your app makes, which is especially annoying if your app has a lot of in-app transactions yeah, for it, stuff like skin. If you have an app that preys on uh, children yeah. who want, don't, want, don't want to be made fun of for having default skins, uh, this is really, it really makes your life harder if Google is taking a cut Every time that kid swipes his parents' credit card. I was it's gonna, not fair. I was going to buy the Peter Griffin skin, but uh, not with all those cuts being taken Why out. Why'd they it. make him muscular? It's so weird. Make, well, make Peter fat. Again. <laughs> uh, Epic first sued Apple back in 2021, and Apple mostly won. But this week, Epic's lawsuit against Google has finally come to a verdict. And this time, Epic walked away with a win. And they were like... Yeah. Doing their dances in the court. Yep. And then the judge was like, hey... Uh, don't leave. We got another lawsuit about exactly what you are doing right now. Stick around for that. Yeah. Because people are suing you over those dances. Well, with the update on this case, here's The Verge. After just a few hours of deliberation, the jury unanimously answered yes to every question put before them. 
that Google has monopoly power in the Android app distribution markets and in-app billing service markets, that Google did anti-competitive things in those markets, and that Epic was injured by that behavior. They decided Google has an illegal tie between its Google Play App Store and its Google Play billing payment services too, and that its distribution agreements, project hug deals with game developers, and deals with OEMs were all anti-competitive. And as for why this trial went so differently than the one against Apple, uh, it looks like having a jury trial this time around made a big difference. But also, the case ended up focusing on the fact that Google was literally paying developers not to launch their own Android stores. Like Riot Games wanted to do one, Google's like, here, here's some money to shut the fuck up. Because if you do this, then Epic's going to try it. Like Literally, like in communications, being like, we don't want Epic to do this, so we pay everyone else not to do it. So that Epic uh, tries it and then they, uh, they look dumb. Uh, and they were also cutting deals with companies like Spotify and Netflix to take less of a cut or just no cut at all from their transactions. So basically, Google claimed that the Play Store's fees were fair and applied to everyone equally. But it turned out that that's not really the case. They, they lied. Yeah. Google lied. And, and talking about Epic is obviously a, a large company, but they were giving deals to places like Spotify and you know that your small app, like independent apps, they're not getting those no. deals. They're the ones paying full price. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so this is bad. And Google sucks for this and many other things. It is wild that they thought they could get away with it, though. Because, like, the way these trials work is, like, all your fucking emails, all your... Like, it, it all comes to light. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they kind of got away with it until they didn't. So how much money was made in the lead up to that? Good point. Yeah. Well, we still don't know yet what penalties the court will impose on Google and what they'll need to change about how their business is run. But in other news about Google just straight up lying, they recently showed off a new chatbot called Gemini, their latest attempt at playing catch up with OpenAI and Microsoft and Gronk. Gronk, not (laughs) Gronk. Sorry, Gronk. Pull the lever, Gronk. And it was a pretty impressive demo showing an AI chatbot reacting in real time to an audio video feed, having basically a real conversation without the need for typing. It was so impressive, in fact, that AI experts immediately called bullshit on it, and it quickly came out that the demo video was deceptive. Yeah, there was this, like, this, what, what you're showing is, like, so processor-intensive. Like, it's, even, if you're, even if you're doing this for real, this is not an actual viable product. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, it was really cool. It was, like, uh, they're doing, like, rock, paper, scissors with the, the AI and, like, drawing stuff on paper, and the AI is just like, it looks like you're drawing a fish or a duck or something. Yeah. People are like, wow, that's awesome. They're like, okay, well, it's also not possible. Meanwhile, there's a smokestack just blowing CO2 into the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Yay. Uh, anyways, here's Ars Technica. Google is facing controversy among AI experts for a deceptive Gemini promotional video released Wednesday that appears to show its new AI model recognizing visual cues and interacting vocally with a person in real time. As reported by Parmi Olson for Bloomberg, Google has admitted that was not the case. Instead, the researchers fed still images to the model and edited together successful responses, partially misrepresenting the model's capabilities. We created the demo by capturing footage in order to test Gemini's capabilities on a wide range of challenges, a spokesperson said. Then we prompted Gemini using still image frames from the footage and prompting via text, a Google spokesperson told Olson. As Olson points out, Google filmed a pair of human hands doing activities, <laughs> then showed still images to Gemini Ultra one by one. Hmm. Google researchers interacted with the model through text, not voice, then picked the best interactions and edited them together with a voice synthesis to make the video. So This is a scam. Everything impressive about it wasn't real. We altered it a little bit. 
a little bit? I mean, yes, you take away all that, and it's really no different than any other AI product on the market, but that would be boring. So we decided to jazz it up a little bit. I wonder if like uh, anyone's going to come out with something that refutes the uh, Tesla bot. We'll have to wait and see. Because who knows? I want to see it in action. It's CGI. It's CGI. I, 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 prove me wrong, Elon. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, other big news, especially for the gamers out there. Rest in peace. This is so funny because when I saw this, I was like, wait. Didn't this already happen? It happened multiple times. And yeah, so of E3... The Electronic Entertainment Expo is officially, for realsies, 100% double confirmed, fucking done. Forever now. And forever? I mean, yeah, I think They're so. They're going to have like some fan fest in five years. No, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I had to like go back and check. The last time they did this was, tw- the last E3 that actually happened? 2020. 2020. 20, 2019. 2019. Yeah. 2020 got canceled because COVID. COVID. 2021, COVID. 2022, COVID again. And then... Nobody uh, wants to work anymore. 2023. I can't remember. I think that one, they, it was a little more vague. But they were like... They canceled at the last moment or something. Yeah, but they were like, we're definitely coming back for 2024. And the city of LA was like, we have no permits filed yeah, or anything yeah. like that for this. So, uh, yeah, not happening anymore. But this, I mean, we saw this coming like 10 years ago probably at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that long, but like... It's been a long time, as way before as, COVID, because all the other big companies kept just saying. going and doing their own events as soon as, during E3, but not a part of E3. As soon as Sony and Microsoft and then Nintendo all started doing their own separate yeah. things, there was absolutely no re- And they were floating the whole thing. Right. And, and then it, you have PAX, which actually like honors all of the indie developers. Yeah. They have a whole section for it and everything. So it's like, and that one, you know, is for fans. E3 was never for fans. It was fans. a trade show. They tried to make it for fans, and that didn't work very well. Yeah. So, RIP E3. You've kind of been dead to us for like four or five years, but I guess it's kind of sad that it's official. Oh, well. I mean, at least we had, you know, uh, years to mourn it. It's not like all yeah. of a sudden after multiple, you know, successful, even partially successful years, it's like, uh, sorry, we're pulling the plug for no reason. Yeah. Like now this, uh, you This get is a- like finding out GameStop went out of business or something. You'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, everyone saw that coming. But the memes. Yeah. What about the memes? I don't know. Anyway, that's our show. If you want to hear more about Grok. Or the J.O. pants. The, the, the J.O. joggers. I barely got time to even fill out the uh, monetization questionnaire correctly while I was doing the thumbnail. Before it immediately yeah, showed no. yellow on the screen. No, there's no, that video is so demonetized. So if you haven't watched it, please do and yeah. uh, leave a like so it can get people. I don't think demonetization really messes with the views anymore, though, because it got good views. It just isn't going to make any money, well, but uh, which is fine. Now I'll never afford my J.O. joggers. That's the thing is I just wanted one pair of J.O. joggers yeah. off the video monetization and now I'll never get it. Especially, I got to go back to ripping my pants. Especially now that it's getting cold. So there's that. Yeah. And then there's also weekly weird news and... Um, We'll see you soon. Yep. Bye-bye.